Inside Vegas on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Inside Vegas Podcast. Enter code pro, enter promo code SGP100 for a 100% deposit bonus today. We are also brought to you by OddShark. Get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as data-driven editorial content that you will not find anywhere else. And lastly, we are brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas, and now NFL lines are also available on the app. Go to betql.co to download the app today. Today is Monday, August 6th, and welcome into a very special edition of the Inside Vegas podcast. And every week we try to have a guest on or it's something, um, you know, monologue style that we talk about that's kind of pertinent to what's going on. And sometimes that's kind of what this show has been built on with the bridge between social media and the kind of, I won't say old school, but the people in Las Vegas and kind of how that relationship exists, how social media has changed Las Vegas and everything in between. And for this episode, I am so excited to have on Mark Meltzer. Mark is basically the owner and head writer of edgevegas.com. He also can be found on covers. And I'm sure if you're hearing that name and hearing um, his Twitter handle at Melts Vegas, you know who, who Mark is. He has been featured on Gil Alexander's podcast, VSIM covers. He is basically the go-to source anytime any show or podcast does anything to do with kind of sports books reviews and nightlife in Vegas. Um, Mark has been the voice of kind of, I don't want to say underground Vegas, but the nightlife industry for so long in that he has the unique perspective of kind of giving his voice uh, to the, you know, 20 to 40, 50 year old male that's looking for something specific in Las Vegas. And the reason I wanted to do the show, of course, with football and college football upcoming and those seasons kicking off is the biggest question or most frequent question I get asked is I'm coming to Vegas with X, Y, and Z. Where should I go? And I always say, you know, it depends on what you want. And Mark gets breaks all of this down into the best type of sportsbook, the best type of restaurant, the best type of casino for any different situation that we gave him. Um, to make this podcast a little bit different and not just do a straight kind of sportsbook review, we broke it down into kind of scenarios. And depending on who's coming out, if you're coming out with a girlfriend, a wife, um, a boyfriend, if there's any uh, female listeners out there, shout out. Um, anything like that, you know, in-laws, whatever the case may be, Mark has you covered. That's why I felt that this episode was would be so awesome to do. Um because I've, I've honestly admired everything that Mark has done for so long. And the reason I say that is the other question I get asked is, you know, I want to break into sports handicapping. I want to break into sports journalism, sports media. I want to, you know, start my own business and do this. How do I do it? And the reason I had Mark specifically on for this is because he just went out there. He moved to Las Vegas one day and he went out and did it. And he just started documenting basically himself exploring Las Vegas um, for the last seven years. Um, so I feel like his perspective is just so intriguing, kind of how he got started. And of course, we break into all that stuff, that type of stuff in his intro, um, and everything like that. And again, um, you can find Mark Meltzer on Twitter at MeltzVegas or his blog at edgevegas.com. I hope you enjoy uh, this interview. And again, if anyone ever needs anything um, that has to do with coming to Las Vegas and you're looking for a specific type of experience or situation, um, please let either myself or Mark know. And both of them are both myself and Mark are more than happy to answer any questions, any DMs, anything like that. 
Um, so again, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is Mark Meltzer of edgevegas.com doing all things sportsbook in casino reviews and nightlife in Las Vegas. And now joining me on the Inside Vegas podcast is the one and only Mark Meltzer. Mark Meltzer is a freelance writer for edgevegas.com. And, you know, when people, people DM me all the time and they ask me, you know, how to get started in sports, uh, sports gambling media, sports media. And the number one answer I give them is really based on what it is that you do and how you got started. And that's just to do it, right? Start a blog, um, go out there and cover it as what you love and what you like to do. Um, you know, if, if you find something that you're passionate about and, you know, you can, monetize that and make money off of it. That is the best case scenario. Um, and I have so much respect for kind of how you, I've been a fan of yours for so long and kind of what you did, because essentially you just started writing one day and you became, I don't want to say the unofficial voice, um, but you became the voice for, you know, what the niche stuff in Las Vegas that the, you know, male population, um, gamblers, people that enjoyed great cocktails, great food. And it was a place that wasn't, you know, your blogs and everything in every podcast that you've done. And I'm sure everyone reading or everyone listening to this has been familiar with you from some podcasts out there somewhere. If not read your blog, you've done so many of this and you've been, you know, Gil Alexander's type of stuff for, you've been the voice of nightlife in Las Vegas for the gambling community for so long, man. Um, so I'm so, so thrilled to have you on. Um, let's start there, man. First of all, how are you enjoying this nice heat wave in Las Vegas, much like myself? Listen, first of all, thank you for the intro. That was very, that was awesome. Thank you um, for the kind words. But I mean, I, I've been living here almost seven years now, and I walked out of my apartment yesterday for the first time when it was like 106. And I'm like, it's not even hot anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, it doesn't bother me until it gets into the one teen. Then know. I become just the East Coast whiner that I used to be when it hit 100. But Where are you from originally? I'm originally from New York City. Oh, I grew okay. up in the Bronx. Okay, yeah, I grew up in Boston. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I grew up in the Bronx, a Yankee fan. So yep. I have a, a real Aaron Boone to- broke my heart for a very long time, my friend. I was at that game, and oh, it was man. a wonderful thing to see uh, Nomar's uh, wife shedding some tears. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to kick you off the podcast. Why are you going to do that? <laughs> no, but again, so tell me how you got started, because again, I have so much respect and kind of envy is the wrong word, but I just admired what you did. Um, you know, it was one of the reasons I got into this. And again, we've never spoken anything like that. And to have you on is just, it's such a surreal moment, because again, I feel as, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel as if that you just you found something that you loved and you just started doing it and you started blogging and um, through your talent and hard work, you got noticed. Is that kind of the scenario of how you became, you know, so well-respected in kind of your opinions um, and everything that you look at for sports books and everything in Las Vegas? Yeah, it, it started as, honestly, it started as a way to learn how to use WordPress way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, that evolved and I had a little blog that I did in my part-time about East Coast casinos because okay. that's where I was from. I figured that would be something fun to write about. That evolved and someone found my writing and said they liked it and offered me a, a couple of a couple of articles to write for them, guest blogs, and then it, you know, it just transformed and here we are, you know, I think we're seven years later now and I get to write about everything I do. I, you know, whether I go out to a club, to a casino, to restaurant, to a new bar. You know, I get to write about that and share that with people and not all of it. I don't do it for, you know, any specific reason. You know, I'll share whether I'm asked to be someone aware as a guest or whether I'm paying to go somewhere, which is 90 percent of what I do. 
Right, right. And again, um, what kind of, uh, you, you know, you said that you got started and then people noticed you and stuff. What, let's just start there. What brought you to Las Vegas? It was it, you know, I know you, you enjoy um, gambling, you know, recreational more than, you know, professional, but you just, to me, you know, you're so passionate about Vegas and that comes out in everything that you write about. What kind of drove you to uh, move to Las Vegas? For me, obviously, I, I wanted to make the switch to full-time uh, handicapping and betting sports full-time. Um, so be, this being the only place it was legal, if I didn't want to uh, deal with Joey on the block of the North End in Boston anymore, <laughs> this was kind of my only option. But what drove you uh, to Move, make the move full-time to Las Vegas? Well, Las Vegas, I used to work in uh, music and entertainment. So when I was looking to move, I wanted to leave the East Coast. I was tired of the snow. I wanted to be able Hear to that. wear shorts all, all year round if I wanted to. I chose a handful of different cities to look at and where I can maybe find entertainment if I wanted to get back into that world or where I could just find suburbia and have a new life entirely and i chose vegas because it has both you know i live out closer to summerlin mm -hmm. and uh which is about 15 minutes away from the strip so i have all the entertainment i want on the fun side and then i have the suburbs out here where i live where you know it's just strip malls and you know chain right restaurants. Next to red rock too yeah it's it's i live in a perfect place i think I have Red Rock, I have Suncoast, I have Rampart, all within two songs of my my apartment. So it's it's perfect. And awesome. the strip is, you know, ten minutes away by whether I'm driving or whether Uber is getting me there or Lyft. You know, it's it's a great combo. So I really just wanted to get away from the cold weather, though, to be honest. Yeah, that's the thing that people don't understand. And again, I'm obviously a little bit, you know, different situations and stuff like that. But I moved here. I was a 25-year-old single guy. And I wanted to, if I could have lived on top of Aria, I would have. <laughs> so I wanted, you know, and the hustle and bustle was something that attracted me. And then as I, um, you know, kind of got older and things like that. Um, you know, you, you want different things and people don't realize that Vegas really does have a, a very big suburban population, be it Henderson, Summerlin, um, you know, wherever the case may be, you can get that and you're still only five to 10 minutes away um, via Uber, via Lyft. Um, so it really does have something for everything. And um, I think it's a common misconception is that, you know, Vegas is only the strip. Um, it, it, you know, it, it really does have everything, but. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it it was only the strip when I grew up. You know, when I first turned 21, it started coming to Vegas. Yeah, not to mention found, Fremont now. Yeah, then I found downtown, and I was like, oh my goodness, there's a whole other world. <laughs> yeah. Then I, then I found the Gold Coast, and that, like, flipped my script. I was like, oh my God, there's all this other stuff. And not that it's an amazing casino, but it had other things. You right. know, you could bowl there. You could go watch some movies in some of the, over at the Palms. You know, you could do things that were not necessarily just gambling. You know, it was like a mall with a casino attached, you know, and I, it's, it's pretty amazing, you know, how things have changed for me and for Vegas. And I just saw a couple of minutes ago that there's going to be a target on the Vegas strip, which is out of control. I can't even deal with it. But <laughs> I thought the CVS's you know, I mean, were the bad, Vegas, but the Vegas strip to me has always been like times square in New York. You yeah. know, it's, it's where the tourists go. It's where they want to be. And, but there's so much more here. And, and now, you know, I, I find it difficult when I write about restaurants and bars because a lot of the stuff on the strip is the same. Where the interesting things are happening is off the strip. Yeah. And that, that's different for me because I'm so used to being in a casino all the time that, you know, going, going somewhere on purpose to eat or drink, you know, or hang out is, is just different. That's not in a casino vibe. 
Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, there's only so much space, you know, and it's not a very big space when you talk about the strip. And so to see that expansion, not only does it make, you know, living off the strip, like you talked about so much more appealing when you have these casinos popping up, you have these five-star amazing restaurants that, um, you know, if you want to go out and go to dinner, you don't have to go to the strip. You don't have to go to Fremont street. They're, they're being put up in, in Henderson, in Summerlin. I mean, town square. Um, I forget what uh, Summerlin's version of town square is called. Yeah. But that shopping, downtown, yeah, that that shopping center is absolutely amazing. Um, with Public School Seven Hundred Two and some of the the uh, downtown shopping and all that stuff. So Vegas to me is, um, it's completely on the rise. And I know that that may sound cliche and stuff like that, but it really is, and it's always growing. There's always something to do, and you know, New York, I believe, is called the city that never sleeps. But to me, that that should have been reserved for Vegas. I, I never understood why New York was called that and Vegas wasn't, with everything being you know nonstop and twenty four seven. I think nowadays it's Vegas is definitely the city never sleeps, but New York, you know, I never got kicked out of a bar there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that I think is where the name came from, but I think Vegas is definitely, uh, taking over for that. But, you know, until I can be able to go to, uh, you know, a fancy restaurant at 2am, there's still some kind of limits. Yeah, no, I hear you. All right, man. So this is what everyone wants to know. I'm going to, I'm going to put a blanket statement out there. The big, they're the most frequent direct message or email or anything that I get is, I'm coming to Vegas with X, Y, and Z. Um, where do I go? I want to watch uh, March Madness. I want to watch uh, football. I want to watch college basketball. I want to watch college football. Where should I go? And so I'm gonna, I, I finally, I'm so excited to do this because I have somewhere to point them now, and I can say this straight from the person that I respect the most in Vegas nightlife's <laughs> um, mouth, and that's you, man. So. I know that you, again, you do this pretty much every year um, on every sports podcast because people have the same um, type of listener base that I do that ask the same questions. And so I don't want to have to put you in, I'm not going to ask you, you know, uh, what's your favorite sports book and, you know, just end it there. I want to give everyone a chance to kind of have be heard and stuff like that. So what I want to do is uh, we're going to go through some scenarios and again, have as much fun with you as, as you want. If you want to spit off on any types of opinion stories, please, man, this is, this is why I wanted to have you on. So feel free to take this on any tangent that you want. So let's start out with, um, the, probably the most basic one is, um, I'm coming in town with two, three of my guy, uh, uh guy friends for a, uh, bachelor party. Um, we want to, you know, we're gamblers. We want to watch sports. We want to have, um, you know, drink tickets and we want to just be able to stay in a sports book. We want to be able to go to the pool and look at some girls, um, and kind of, you know, just have fun and drink our faces off. Where are you going to put the, point them in what direction and why? It's a good question, actually, to start off with. It's a little more uh, twisting than I than I imagined. <laughs> you can start uh, with the bachelor party. But what I would recommend, bachelor party. You want to go to, and you like you said, you want to go look at the pool, go to the pool, look at some girls. I think the Cosmopolitan might be a good a good choice only it's a really small sports book and I don't recommend it often just because it's small. But if you are going to spend a few bucks to run a couch, you and your boys could have, you know, up to six people. I think there, they have mobile chargers to keep your devices on lockdown. You have a great pool upstairs. You got lots of good looking people, guys and girls that are there, you know, to your liking great cocktails you know, that's a little bit more on the expensive side, but it's a great option. MGM Grand might be a good option because you'll actually get drink tickets there. Um, Westgate's always a good option. Again, get a VIP booth and make sure you have seats for your crew. And that's something that, you know, has really taken over Vegas over the last uh, two, three years where 
a lot of the sports books now have sections where you can reserve seats. Uh, so planning ahead is key. I can't echo what you just said enough. You know, people come in and they expect to be able to get a seat during a Super Bowl, during a March Madness or, or an NFL Sunday. And all it takes is a phone call and planning ahead. You don't even have to have a VIP coast. Just go in there. Um, and again, if you're going with three, four, five people that, that, uh, reserve seating becomes cheap very quickly. And also, you know, like you said, when you're, when you're with a crew, when you have a group, when you're coming out from March Madness, you're like, you're not going to find 12 seats together very easily in a lot of the sports books. They're just not that big. And there's people willing to pay money for those seats. So definitely plan ahead for everything with a group. Um, like Caesars, you could even, all of, the, all of their uh, casino sports books, you could go online and reserve seats. Now, you might not want to do that. You know, you might not want to pay. And that's when you can look to the larger properties. Westgate probably has a lot of seating. Um, you're not going to have the great pool scene, but you'll have a great sportsbook scene. You know, the Mirage, you might have an older demo, but you'll be able to find seats because it's a large sportsbook. Red Rock Casino out where I live, Green Valley Ranch, plenty of places. They actually have decent pool scenes as well. You know, if you're a crew and they all have good restaurants where you can spend the day in the book, have uh, have a steak at night and then, you know, in the middle, watch some girls play some uh, play some video poker at the bar and get some comp drinks and have a good time. Exactly. Um, I feel that Cosmo is kind of the new Aria in a way. Aria is kind of. You know, millennial, I hate that term, but to me, Cosmo is the hip new casino. It is everything that Aria maybe once was, and Aria obviously has gotten a little bit older with the times just being here for as long as it has now. Um, Cosmo is the most modern. I mean, Chandelier Bar with, you know, three, you know, four levels with the three and a half, you know, quote unquote secret level um, is is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, a constant stream of celebrities and, and things like that, if, if that's kind of people watching is what you're into. I echo that completely. Now, you said that the book there is kind of small, so let's kind of curtail this into a more uh, sports kind of, you know, again, talk three to four guys um, coming into town that they want to just book a couch, um, say four or five of them, um, and watch sports on an NFL or college football Sunday from the opening kickoff until Pac-12 after dark or the Sunday night football game. Um, where would you send them when you, you know, the, all they want is a beautiful sports book with a ton of um, space, drink tickets, the whole deal. Um, I always point people to kind of it's, it sounds so cliche now, but I think that the Westgate is kind of the standard. And the other one that I point people to for more of an intimate um, feeling, you know, maybe you're here for a Christmas or Thanksgiving holidays and you know there's sports on and that you want to go to, especially if you're living in Vegas single. This is where I used to spend all my holidays and this is Lagasse's. Um, I feel that that's kind of yep. the, the best one for uh, food. And, and you know, home is, homey is the wrong word, but it, it's intimate. You don't feel like you're in a sports book necessarily. You feel like you're in you know, a, a man cave or something like that. But where would you send somebody looking for to spend the day in a book and don't really care about uh, anything else? When I look, when I think about the old school Vegas sportsbook environment, Westgate obviously is always number one. So mm. I think we need to just just put that in a category of its own. Yep. If you're on the strip, I think the Mirage is probably your, one of your best at, best environments. The bleacher seating so, there is so unique. I love it. There. Right. It's you can reserve a couch or a bleacher seat, you know, for your group. Or again, if you don't want to spend the money, you can get there early and. You know, just scout out chairs. They have cocktail tables, lounge chairs. It's a pretty, pretty comfortable sports book. It's also huge. And for football, you want a large crowd because that just makes the games more exciting and more fun. Mm -hmm. 
And so the Westgate is great. The Mirage is also great for that. You know, I think those are probably the two that I would look at for the best sportsbook experience um, on the strip or near the strip. I'm so glad that you said the Mirage because I think a lot of people kind of dismiss it. And when I went in there um, for the first time, I was blown away um, because, again, you don't really think of the Mirage as, as a premier place to have a sports book. But, I mean, they literally, it looks like a small version of outfield bleacher seats there for anyone that's not um, familiar. And it, it's absolutely huge. The the space is seems so much bigger than what they have because they can fit so many people there because of that style of seating. So I'm so happy um, and it's, that you pointed that out. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you. It's also open to the casino. So let's say you have it Sunday and there's a game on and people hear the crowd roaring, they could just walk up and watch. And so the crowd floods out like beyond the sports book area. And it's just, it's really just such an intense scene there. It's, I think it is underrated. I think it's a forgotten sports book, but it should definitely not be because the screens may not be the best, but they're not the worst, not even close to being the worst. The other one that I wanted to get your take on is the win, because I am so high on what the win did in renovations. And I feel that I may get killed for saying this, but I feel that they rival the Westgate um, in terms of, you know, they have the similar setup, you know, with so many TVs and that huge circle bar there in the front. And to be frank, the win was kind of the laughingstock of the sportsbook community because of, you know, the, what they had in there. I mean, that's just the truth. It was for how big of a property when an encore was, they had one of the worst sports books in town and they have done a 180 and I am in love with what they have done. I mean, just because of the location, you have fashion show mall right there. It is, you know, um, the pool parties and stuff that the wind does are, are right there as well. So to me, what's your take on the winds renovation and everything that they've done? I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I honestly forget that. Cause I don't visit that casino very often, but I was just there um, a couple of months ago. The sports book is beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. I don't like how it's laid out where the TVs are sort of into a corner. They're high. Um, yeah. They're they're high and into a corner and the seating is kind of awkwardly laid out where they're just sort of throwing rolling chairs out in the middle of what <laughs> yeah. looks like barren space. Yeah. But it's a beautiful space. If you're going to spend money and want to get a couch, definitely a good spot. You're not going to get, you know, you will get drink tickets for your wagers. You won't get comp drinks if you're sitting at the bar playing video poker, though. And that's a big deal for, I know, a good amount of people that would rather just sit there and play a quarter, you know, or a dollar around and, you know, per hand and get some free drinks while they're doing that and watching football. But you're right. It's it's come a long way. And this the one I think people forget, I don't even know if you know this, over at the Encore, they have like a little side satellite sports book. I did not know that. Very chilled, you know, sort of like a TV thing, but it's another place to watch the games. Definitely not going to be as loud and as intense as when, because it's just a big room with a lot of space for a lot of people. But it's somewhere to get down and, you know, be closer to uh, whether it's excess of the pools or what have you. Mm -hmm. And so the next thing that I want to touch on is kind of maybe this is my philosophy because of um, what the mobile apps have done and stuff like that. And to me, you know, obviously getting getting the best lines and stuff is is absolutely key to, to me and key to professionals. But one thing that I think that you can kind of do to kind of blend those two worlds is um, what, let me phrase it like this. The best place to watch a game in Las Vegas that either isn't a sports book 
or um, has a sports book. And to me, um, maybe my answer will kind of clarify that. To me, Top Golf is the most fun a guy or a group of guys can have in Las Vegas with their clothes on. I really feel that way. <laughs> they, they have a pool there now. Um, there's even an MGM uh, sports book window there. Um, it's only one, so lines can get a little bit long. Um, but if you have a mobile app or if you're able to place, you know, you're only going to place, say, one bet of one set of games, you know, bets on a Sunday or a Saturday or a baseball day. Top golf to me is absolutely awesome to, you know, sit, hang out, watch the games at. They have UFC viewing parties. I mean, again, if you have a mobile app that's loaded up, um, it doesn't really matter where you're placing your bets, you know? So what is the, you know, again, you touched on Cosmopolitan having, you know, kind of the best ambiance in town, but the sports book is small. Um, I would say that Paris is a little bit similar in that, that the sports book may not be great, but you know, they have some of the best restaurants in town. So where would be somewhere that, you know, either a sports bar or a place like Top Golf or anywhere that, you know, somebody doesn't have to get their bets down at, but has, you know, some of the best scenery, ambiance, you know, um, people um, and stuff like that to kind of watch games for the day. Well, definitely, um, Top Golf is one of the greatest op- things that has opened in Las Vegas in the last three years. It's phenomenal. Um, you're totally on point with that. Whether you want to play the golf games or just hang out, you can just sit there and drink beer and play video poker. You know, if, yep. if that's all you want, in sort of a indoor outdoor outdoor environment, it's awesome. And they have a ton of screens and a ton of TVs, so during football Sundays, you can actually watch the games there and like you said load up your app and just don't even deal with the with the lines there um one of my favorite places and somewhere i've gone for a lot of years is blondie sports bar over at planet hollywood in the miracle mile mall Mm -hmm. not the greatest setup but just a good sports bar for a fair price in the middle of the strip um tap sports bar over at mgm grand is a pretty good spot to watch the games you know, it's right next to the sports book, so you can fund an app there pretty quickly or just load up um, your bets if you want to, if you don't mind waiting in line. Uh, Beer Park is a really unique setup for football. Um, they have enough TVs typically where you can watch the games, but it's a beer park and you're outside on a patio watching football in the winter. It's kind of a sort of a surreal environment if you're looking for that. Um, what is it? Twin Peaks also near Planet Hollywood at the little mall outside. It's another good spot. They have a they have cold beer, very cold beer they they promote. They have a lot of TVs and somewhere if you're looking just to get outside of the casino. Um another place to look to go. So those are just a few options of sports bars that you might want to look at it where you don't necessarily have to be in the sports book to bet. You know, you could because those are the kind of places that I'll go because I make my bets, like you said, you know, via mobile. I barely, you know, place uh, cash bets nowadays. Yeah, I mean, mobile apps, again, for anyone that doesn't know, if you don't want, if you're coming in a time that's going to be packed, load, take the time. It may take you 10, 15, 20 extra minutes. Load up the mobile app and you're going to be, you never have to wait in line again. It's the same type of thing. And I know people say, it's a different experience when you go up there and you, um, you know, cash your ticket and things like that. And if that's, you know, something that's important to you and that feeling, I completely understand because that's what makes Vegas Vegas. Right. Um, but from a convenience perspective, I think that the mobile apps have really changed the game and that that's something that people don't think about either is, you know, I was at hard rock, um, with a group of people for uh, March madness and the sports book was, 
you know, 60 people deep to cash tickets and place bets, yet the um, bar that's right outside there was empty. So you don't have to watch a game at a sports book just because you have to place your bets at a sports book. So I think that those are all uh, great places that you named. A couple, let's do this one. Let's say Secret Place on La- in Las Vegas, wherever it is, because uh, this is kind of one of my favorites um, as far as, uh, let's say, sports books. Um, then we'll type, we'll get into kind of the nightlife version of this after with um, a couple of my favorite places, you know, laundry room and stuff like that. But um, Carnival Court, if you've never played um, outside blackjack or blackjack outside, I think is absolutely, it's amazing. It's right in the uh, valley in between uh, Link and Harris, right in the little, um, I don't say alley, but it, it's stuff right kind of secret in there that you can't really see it in the strip and everything, all the table games and stuff like that are outside <clears throat> and you can go right from there into um, the Link. Um, besides that kind of stuff that's out of the way, um, secret, I think another good one is, um, what was the other one that I wanted to touch on? How about you go? And then I'll, I'll think of the other ones that I wanted to touch on. The big one for me was kind of, was carnival court. So what are you, what are you looking for exactly? Let's say, um, kind of to, let's, let's start with, um, sportsbook places to watch the game, just stuff that maybe locals would know about as kind of places, you know, that aren't so crowded. Say people want, you know, somebody's girlfriend is lucky enough to let them watch the game with them for the day, but they don't want to deal with millions of screaming or thousands or hundreds of screaming fans. They want to, you know, a low key, um, type of thing. Lagasse is another one, like I touched on that. I don't think a ton of people know it unless you're staying there. It's, it is one of the busiest, it's one of the most popular sports. Yeah. bars in in the country so uh the word has been out for many years if you want to go there on a sunday you have to reserve tables yeah. months in advance yeah if just you, anything that the you know maybe somebody that checks um you know vegas.com for sports books wouldn't see just anything that you know you'd offer so as a local place i think i dm'd you this one to see if you knew about it. it was uh something i recently found for the second time in my life and it's uh, the Rampart Casino out in Summerlin. It's essentially where the oldest of the old people go to gamble. It's a locals. It's a locals casino. That's me trying to be nice too. Um, it's a very much older crowd. But last year they opened a new sports book, and it is beautiful. Fantastic screens. They have a bar, probably seating for about two two hundred and fifty people. So probably along the lines of some of the larger sports books on the strip and it's, it's enclosed and it's non smoking. They have a bar where you could play video poker. They have a lounge where you could get couches. Um, none of it, sir. They don't charge for anything. So I think it's sort of a quiet hidden gem and it's, it's surprisingly beautiful for a, for a property that essentially caters to the older demographic of retired in Summerlin, so something definitely uh, to check out. But don't don't sleep on a lot of locals because you know Silverton is a phenomenal mm-hmm. uh, CG operated sports book. One of the only you places know. in town that offers run lines on the first five innings in baseball as well in town. Oh, there you go. Uh, they don't take bets on the Kings though because the ownership yep. is a part owner of the Kings. Um, but it's a, it's a very cool casino. It's attached to a what is it a bass fishing store and. Yeah, Bass Sports Outdoor or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Bass a Pro really shops. there's a little aquarium inside the casino. It's a it's a very strange property, but it's so close to the strip that I think people shouldn't sleep on that one. A sort of a it's always crowded though because it's small and the locals already know because it has great screens and only seats about a hundred people. Um but you know, if you're looking for a larger sports book uh with locals that are just typically 
available have available seating. Like I said earlier, Red Rock and Green Valley Ranch have two of the nicer ones. M Resort has a large one. Yes, um, love it there. Their sports book isn't and, great from a, an ambiance. Like I don't know if I would want to sit in the sports book just because it's the CGT style of you know cubicle library type of seating. Um, yeah. But the M is one of the best casinos as a whole in Las Vegas that not a lot of people go to. Yeah, I, I look at Red Rock and Green Valley Ranch and M Resort and Aliante out in North Las Vegas is sort of the four premier properties off the strip. Yeah, for uh, sure. Where they're a little nicer in general. Um, but I agree with the sports book of them. It's it's not the best, but it's typically it's one of the most popular because it was the first CG sports book mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. So that they always have that going for it. There's sort of a bit of history with that, and you never know. You may see Money Mayweather uh, <laughs> placing some bets. Yep, uh, that's there. exclusively but there. The deli next door to it is uh, is phenomenal. The big. Yep, is, the big. That's that's where I like to go, and probably better off better seating than uh, actually in the book. Kind of like you're saying with the corrals. Um, but yeah, those are really the ones that I look at off the strip. You know. I know people like the Gold Coast and the Orleans. Um, I'm not too fond of their setups personally, just because high individual TVs are not really to my liking. Um, but the Rampart is the one that really is. And they also, Rampart also uses lines that originate from South Point. So you're getting a great vibe and a chill atmosphere and great lines. And that to me is really what all sports books should be. Absolutely. Um, so again, this is so funny as I was kind of looking into some of the work and stuff that you've done. I found an article that you wrote for covers that is grading the best Las Vegas sports books. And I just want to make sure that we touch on all of them. Um, oh. The Mirage was one that you wrote, Westgate. Uh, then you had the Win, Cosmopolitan, and Red Rock. So I think we touched in Caesars Palace as well. Um, Caesars, I think that everyone kind of knows about. So I don't think we have to touch on that. Um, one thing I do want to touch on is the kind of revitalization of Fremont street in downtown, because this is kind of old Vegas for anyone that doesn't know. One of my favorite places to go kind of play cards in the party pit and stuff like that is at the D. Um, I'm a huge fan of the new uh, game that's come to town and Buster Blackjack. I think that's the best bet in Vegas. You can call me a sucker for that or not. Um, but I want to get your take on kind of downtown and uh, anything in there as far as the best sports books, because to me, uh, Andy Amo at the D is one of the best steakhouses in Vegas. And I think that um, there's a ton oh, of kind right. of un- unknown, I don't want to say unknown, but less known than the strip uh, sports books and casinos down there. So just a quick kind of what your favorite uh, sports book is downtown and stuff like that. Downtown, I really don't have one that I love, to be honest. Okay. Uh, there is a new one that's coming on board, though, that I'm curious to see. The Golden Gate is building one that should fingers crossed, be open by the time football season starts. And you mentioned the D, the owner of the Golden Gate also owns the D, and they are going to take over their own sportsbook operations from William Hill. And who knows what that'll be like? Who knows when that's going to happen? But that'll all happen eventually. Uh, Golden Gate's probably my favorite craps game, for whatever that's worth. Um, and, and favorite place to probably play blackjack downtown. Um, Sportsbook-wise, I don't, like I said, I don't really have a place that I love, I, I, to me, going downtown is about the other experiences. Yep. It's about finding an amazing craps game, whether it's Golden Gate, the D. Um, That's I, why I, I brought up downtown. I want to shift to I, towards kind of uh, table games and nightlife. One of my favorite things to do, you could go, you could, one, one of the things that I like to do is going to Pizza Rock for happy hour. They have an amazing 3 to $6 happy hour discounts on beer, 
delicious meatballs, personal pizzas, all fairly cheap. You could eat for 10 bucks. Um, and when I'm done there at the happy hour and sort of lubricated from the discounted craft beer, <laughs> I head over to downtown Grand across the street. They've got the Buster Blackjack for you. And it's such a chill environment. Whereas the D is all party. Yep. Downtown Grand is not as popular and it's always more relaxed. You don't have as much testosterone, whether it's <laughs> male or female testosterone. <laughs> uh, it, it's a fun place to go. And then, of course, heading back to Pizza Rock for their late night happy hour at 10 o'clock. Always a good thing to cap off in an early evening downtown. Um, but there, there's really a lot. And Pizza Rock is a good place to watch the games because they have a lot of TVs. There's a new bar called Eureka across from the El Cortez that has a ton of TVs. And again, if you load a mobile app, you can watch the games anywhere. And that's what I recommend for a lot of the downtown places where you'll find sports bars and restaurants where you can watch the game. But the sports books, you know, the D love the casino. I love the view bar. Um, but their sports book is seats about 12 people, yep. you know, so that's not where I'm going to go to watch the games typically, you know, unfortunately for, for them, you know, I, the sports book I've ended up at the most often is over at the Plaza. Yeah. They have a William Hill book that's fairly huge and next to a great pizza shop called Papa Pizza, one of the best slices in downtown Vegas. Um, that's probably the best. I think if you're looking for lines, Golden Nuggets, always going to be your best option downtown. Um, and then the downtown Grand has a fairly small sports book, but comfortable um, to sit in. Absolutely. But I, I, like I said, I go downtown to drink and gamble. Yeah. I don't really go there uh, typically for betting on sports because I could do that anywhere. So to me, it's about the other things that Andiamo's is a phenomenal steakhouse. Love it. Great service. Also think about Oscars. If you're ever looking for a different option, um, slightly not just a notch below on but I think they're both great values. If you're looking for a steak dinner downtown. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's, we're going to get into that as well. Let's, um, I want to talk about the future of Vegas. Um, before we do that, um, my, uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Inside Vegas Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Inside Vegas Podcast. We are also brought to you by Oddshark. Get tips, picks, as well as trends from the supercomputer that you cannot find anywhere else. All right, man. So quickly, let's talk about this because I, I think that I went to a casino the other night, which I'm sure you've been to since it's been renovated um, from dust till the light, I think is the, uh, the new one. And the new slogan of it, um, for people that don't know, let's let's talk about the Palms and what they've done newly because they, if you, uh, I would liken what the Palms did to the campaign that Domino's did. Basically, they admitted that they were not very good and they basically redid the whole casino. Um, they have a great new steakhouse in there. Unknown Bar is kind of their flagship in the middle. It is still kind of small, and the their kind of claim to fame used to be the what was called Ghost Bar um, is now Apex Social Club. And 
To me, honestly, I am a huge fan of what the Palms did. I think that they're a mini cosmopolitan. It has that kind of light color, um, fun, you know, happy hour type of vibe. I think the unknown is great. I forget, uh, Whiskey or Scotch 80, I think is the name of um, the new bar in there as well. Um, I absolutely loved it. So I want to get your take on that as well as what formerly used to be the Monte Carlo, um, the new MGM Park over there. Is there anything, um, would you recommend? Have you been over there yet or anything with what's kind of new and upcoming in Vegas? Because- as the last kind of new casino came, you saw what dominance it could have with Cosmopolitan. Yeah, I you know, I, I love the look of Palms right now. I think it's beautiful. Um, I like the artwork they have hanging. I think the – I'm curious to see what the next phase of restaurants are because right now they have the cafe. Yeah, it's very small. Penny, and, uh, you know, that's fine. It's a cafe. It's just there for 24-hour food. Um, the steakhouse – is uh, the same chef, uh, Chef Barry, that would used to be at nine. So if you liked his steak, you're going to still like his steak because the same guy cooking it. And you're going to have a one of the largest whiskey collections in the world. Um, they're redoing Rain, the nightclub, and they're going to have some new comp concept next year. Um, I haven't been to Apex Social Club because I just don't care yeah to be honest and i'm, I'm it's afraid a, it's, of heights. A, it's a tourist place i mean for anyone that doesn't know that hasn't been to ghost bar it is one of the top views in the city maybe outside of eiffel tower and stuff like that uh it's a fully it's an indoor outdoor bar um but the outdoor balcony is all basically glass windows overlooking the um you know the quote-unquote walls that basically come up to your knees or whatever so everything is, is kind of you know full panoramic views of yep. las vegas um the crowd there is very young it's very drink till you black out crowd um and that <laughs> is going to turn a lot of people off i mean that's just that is what it is. It, it's it's a huge tourist place, um, but with the right crowd, and if you're bringing you know you know a girlfriend, and you can um, you know you're in a place in life where you can kind of splurge and get a a couch or a table or bottle service outside. I think it's a fantastic place to do you know once every three months, something like that, once in the summer, um, just to take in the views because they're that nice and that breathtaking. But yeah, it's a it's a very young tourist, bad, just not to say bachelor party, just drink until you you can't drink anymore type of crowd. Well, it's good that for I think for them that they were able to keep that crowd because on a marketing level, that's sort of what they need. They right. need a lot more of those people. I think the nightclub, when it reopens, will sort of bring even more of that. They're going to have a new restaurant called Vandal, which is a New York City restaurant that's operated by Tao, another nightlife operator. So that should be helpful when that opens next year. They're going to have a new barbecue joint next to the bar next to the sports book, which I'm very much looking forward to on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, I like the unknown bar, the shark bar, as yep. they call it, you know, with the 14 foot bar, they make really good drinks. The issue that I think that station, that station casinos operates it and owns it. Um, and it's an issue they're going to have with both the palms and palace station, which just saw a renovation um, where they're trying to slightly upscale the properties a little bit and they still have the same customer. Yeah, the, so, the drinks are a little expensive, and so they're in a weird place. Right, it's a, it's a weird thing because you're not go the people that have been going to Palms for the last five ten years, or last five years probably not ten years ago, but the last five years, you know, have been sort of the lower end customer. Yep. So they're going to have to recycle customers. They but want the Cosmo yeah, type of crowd. Now they definitely do. They're they're calling it their version of the Cosmo. Yeah. They're more of an upscale Red Rock which is sort of interesting to think about. But it's I think it did a good job so far. I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the work done. I love the the uh, casino floor. The slot floor where the slot machines are, they have a ton of new games. 
but they're a little bit tight. So I'd like to see that sort of given a little air for people to walk through because you can't even get through some of the roads at some points, um, depending on how crowded it is. But the table games there, they pay 3-2 on blackjack. You know, the craps games, I've had one of the most epic craps games with a guy nicknamed Cotton Candy over in there <laughs> who, who's just the happiest dude I've ever seen play craps. Just amazing times. And I've, I have a fondness for the casino that was lost when I moved here because it would just sort of fell on hard times. And I hope to see Station able to uh, bring it back up. Park MGM is a very weird monster right now. Because it's yes. taking them way too long to open over on the Vegas Strip. You know, they didn't seem to realize that when you block the entrances to a casino that fewer people are going to go. So that's just a weird property. And I think to sum it up best, I think is a friend of mine. I said, you want to go to try the steakhouse or I hear great things? And she's like, nah, man, they're working on that place. I'm not wearing heels in that place. So I kind of get that. There, It's been under construction for so long. You know, about it's about 65, 70 percent done. The uh, valet entrance where uh, check-in is now open closer to T-Mobile Arena, which is a good thing. It'll be open in time for hockey season again, which was strange again that they closed it. But I don't think they expected the team to uh, get as far as they did. Right. Um, yeah. Playoffs. It's a very um, weird place because like their sports book is a bar with a sports book in it. It's It's, it's very it's, half done. TGI Fridays with a, <laughs> yes, with, with a sports desk. But it's, <laughs> it's, it really, it's, it's a fine place. You know, you can get a, you can get a burger there for 10 bucks, which you can't really do at a lot of the sports bars and books on the Vegas strip. So there's something to be said for that, but they may or may not comp your drinks. And when you're playing video poker, you may or may not get a drink ticket for a hundred dollar bet. You know, it really depends on the person, the day and the time, you know, and the policies, because I think they're still trying to figure out what they want to do with the property. But yeah. I think it looks nice. And, you know, I'm, I'm reserving judgment, you know, for that until it's done, because they're supposed to build in Italy out front by the strip, which, you know, is an Italian marketplace, nice place to get coffee and stuff like that. So hopefully that gets done by the end of the year, what they're saying. So. I, I, it's just different and I don't know that I love or hate it. I really just want to want it to be done because yeah. I'm tired of looking at it I agree. under construction. When, um, when I was talking about earlier, when I was talking about secret places to play blackjack and stuff like that, the one that I wanted to talk about was whiskey down inside of MGM. Have you been in there? Yes. I love it. Yes. Whiskey down for anyone that doesn't know the best part about this. Um, it is technically high limit. So you're going to have to bet about 50 to a hundred dollars of a hand. Maybe sometimes they have $25 hands in the middle of the night and stuff like that. It is a, I would say high class, you know, very upscale, high class. And when I say upscale, I don't mean shirt and tie. You can go in there wearing anything. Um, but it is a sidebar in a very nice, very nice ambiance, very nicely lit. Um, there's nobody in there that's, you know, you know, wanting to play dollar, five dollar blackjack. Um, again, being quote unquote, it has a high limit sign out there, so it kind of turns people away. This is my favorite place to play blackjack, and only because whether a UFC event was just let out, whether it's an NFL Sunday, whether it's a Friday, Saturday night and the place is jam-packed, 
you can always get at least one seat in there. Um, and it is absolutely beautiful in there. You know, the, the dealers are great. The drinks, it's not your normal cocktail waitresses. It's legitimate, you know, waiters that come off. So everything is made maybe a little bit stronger um, because they know that you're playing with, you know, a little bit of money and stuff like that. So to me, that is by far and away has become um, my favorite place to play in there inside um, or in Las Vegas, really. But inside MGM definitely is whiskey down inside MGM. Um, and I have played cards a little bit of palms lately inside there. Their high limit is absolutely gorgeous as well. I um, mean, what they've done in there to kind of um, make things a little bit, let's say more private, but it's just, it's, it's very different. So um, let, let's talk about high limit really quick. Cause I think that that's something that, you know, people as they grow up in life, they, they don't want to play the $5 blackjack, any place that's vastly different or kind of your place to play, you know, maybe $50, a hundred dollars a hand for high limit in Las Vegas. Nope. Nope. All right. <laughs> I, I, I try, I tend to, as I've become a local in Vegas, I've shied away from higher limits games just because I don't get, cause my gambling budget is the same as it used to be, yep. but it's now spread out over, you know, 30 days 20, or yeah. whatever. So, you Perfect. know, the higher limits I stayed away from the Red Rock room is gorgeous and it's, and they serve you uh top shelf booze. Yeah. That much I can definitely awesome. tell you. And that's something you'll find over at all of them really, yeah. you know, is the Aria has a great high limit room. Um, Cosmo has a beautiful high limit room. Um, and when we say high limit, I don't want people to get turned off and think they can't afford it. It's $25 to $50 minimum and $100. Um, no high limit game that I've ever seen. Um, again, not that I'm LeBron James or Mark Cuban or Dana White playing 5000 a hand. But any kind of standard, uh, quote unquote, high limit, be it Planet Hollywood, MGM, Aria, Cosmo, the... Uh, it's either $50 or a hundred. So don't think that you have to go in there and spend $500 a hand. It's not like that at all. So, um, it's just a little let bit me, more upscale and stuff. Let me tell you a secret tell that me. I don't think a lot of people realize you can go downtown and go high limits for, for $25 a hand. Where? So you could have that some pretty much everywhere except for golden nugget. Wow. Okay. So the D, um, golden gate is removing theirs right now, but you could have, you know, a private area, so to speak. Um, and, you know, play 25 bucks a hand and, you know, sort of have that similar experience. So something to look out for is, you know, some of these older places where you might not think that the high limit is the best move, but, you know, if you, if you can swing, you know, $25 hands, downtown's a good spot. If you could swing 50 bucks a hand, you know, you might be better off looking at some of the mid tier properties. You could probably find on a weeknight over at Treasure Island, a great blackjack game for $25 in the high limit room where you get expedited cocktail waitress service and a little more privacy. And it's something definitely to consider um, if you're looking. But, you know, on the weekends, the Treasure Island will be up to 50 bucks, but not downtown. It's always a little bit lower limit there. Awesome. Um, I know I kept you a little bit too long. Do you have five more minutes where we can kind of do a rapid fire, um, just type different types of nightlife stuff for your kind of favorite stuff for that? Sure. All right. Basically, let's just go rapid fire. Um, best or your favorite steakhouse in town? My favorite right now has, or for the past couple of years, been Heritage over at the Mirage. It's a Tom Colicchio Steakhouse. And again, you guys know on here, mine has been the Golden Steer. It has been my, my favorite steakhouse in town. It's right next to, in between Westgate and the Hard Rock um, has been mine. So um, have you been to the Golden Steer? I have. Do you like it? It was... I love the experience. It's yeah. like you're walking into the 1950s yeah. um, when you go there. The food has gone downhill from when I first went, 
And when I say downhill, not as great. It's still good, but not great. You know, I think it's I think it's a must visit if you've been to the places on the strip like SW Heritage Craft Steak, and you're looking for something different. Definitely one of the one of the good spots to go. We have we touched on um, Andiamo at the D. I think STK is good. I mean, any of these you know quote unquote high end steakhouses, you absolutely cannot go wrong. I like I said, I hear Bavette's at Park MGM is great. Andiamo, like you said, is always good. Um, SW at Win has always been a favorite of mine. I mean, like you said, it, the high end steakhouses tend you're going to pay for a great experience, but you're going to have a great experience for sure. And Andiamo, I will say, is one uh, that's on the cheaper side of that as well. Yep. <clears throat> Fa- uh, favorite late night menu or favorite late night? You want to go in there and just play some gambling or play some video poker, play shoot some craps, um, and just have a nightcap. Favorite late night place? Probably the day. Um, it's uh, for me. I if it's late at night, I kind of want to party at that point. So having the extra the noise, you're going to get a good blackjack game there. You're going to get a decent 10, 10 times odds craps game. You're going to have loud music and quick service. Um, that's always a good time for me. Um, over on the strip, I still look, I love the Cromwell. Again, they have a lot of three, two blackjack games. They have pretty much every game you're going to want. They have a solid, they have a single roulette, single zero roulette game. They have a hundred times odds on craps. Great casino. I big party environment. The only thing is if there's, I was there and Nelly was performing yeah, and there was Andreas. a line. Yeah. I think and I there was, I was a, at that concert on the roof. We might've have, have missed each other. <laughs> I was probably, you probably were standing in line waiting. Um, <laughs> this was three years line. ago. Was that when it was? Oh no, it was oh, like okay. July 4th weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I could not believe how big the line was, but, and it hampers cocktail service, which is my issue. Yeah, no, that line gets out of control. Mark needs his basil hated it, needs it quickly. <laughs> they, they were getting in the way of of my drinks, but um, but it's it's a great, it's a really fun place. They have great dealers. They have a great pit bosses. It's just a fun environment when there's not a, an event happening at Dre's because when there's just that many people, there's it's it takes away from a little of the fun when you have people just sort of hovering around the games. Completely agree. And I would echo that. Uh, party pits are the best. My favorite is probably the D. Um, but after that, it is uh, Pleasure Pit inside Planet Hollywood is kind of my favorite one. The Bond Pit inside Cosmopolitan. Uh, let's take the party pit a step further. And if you're not a strip club guy, just say I'm not a strip club guy. Favorite strip club? I am not a strip club guy, but I have favorites. Oh, I want them. <laughs> um, Give me them. If, and I just had this conversation with somebody the other day. I don't like strip clubs. But I go because I have friends that do. So um, once every year we go, my friends and I are older now, and we look for a different atmosphere where we can just sort of chill out, hang out, and see see women in the background. Yep. And uh, Palomino is where we go. Tell me about uh, it. I've never even heard of it. It's in essentially North Las Vegas. Oh, it's the only only fully nude one, right? Yes. Yes, okay. and my creepy old friends and I have a great time there. The, we can get bottle service for really cheap, and it's a fun time. But if you're going, if you're just in town, look for the quickest strip club. You know, you're going to get Spearmint Rhino. You want to, you want to hit even if you're looking for something next level that's close to the strip. Little Darlings um, may have something special for you. But the bigger names you're going to find, 
just typically have the the highest level of talent, I guess. Yeah. And for me, the two I would say is Hustler, which is right next to um, the South Point or on the way to the South Point. And I say that only because I'm like you. I don't necessarily always want the, the you know quintessential strip club experience. And I love that Hustler has an outside uh, deck. They essentially have a roof deck out there, um, which I think is absolutely awesome. And, and past that, a new one that's come to town is Sophia's. Um, classy may be the wrong word, but I think it's the classiest of the kind of on-strip locations there. And I think Sophia's does a ton of things well as well. It's done a ton of things great, um, like bottle service, like some of the stuff that you touched on as well. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Sapphire, which is a world's largest strip club, mm-hmm. because it's it's like a it's like Home Depot for strip clubs. It's gigantic and they have parties for like March Madness crew and the Super Bowl crews I know. They all go there to watch the games. Yep, and you Sophia's know, because, has a topless roof deck uh, with a pool, I believe, right? I have no idea. I haven't even I've, heard of it. I think it's so it's either Sophia or it's uh, I think it's Sapphires, but um one of them has if you just google it um some somebody that wants that, I'm sure we'll, we'll take the 2 seconds to google it. One of them has a rooftop uh topless pool um with the strippers there so as a little aside well i know that sapphire definitely has a pool with a uh, pool club so yeah, i'm not quite sure then so but i there is a sophia's that i've never heard of that i'm googling now and will uh at some point become educated <laughs> educated is the right word all right man finally I last feel like that's not the right thing to do while i'm on the phone with you <laughs> no you're fine please that's that's what we're all about over here hey, sophia's has hookah yep they, they do a lot of things up there <laughs> All right, I gotta turn. I'm gonna turn away from this. <laughs> Finally, the best. Um, let's say I don't say Italian and put it in there, but just the your favorite restaurant in town um, out of anything. And to me, mine, my favorite two are located in the same place, and that is Cafe Moderato inside Paris and Mon Ami Gabi um, for the view and the food, which is probably some of the best people watching in Las Vegas outside of anywhere um, in the promenade on the link. Um, it is literally on the strip um, in the middle of the strip right next to Planet Hollywood, which is basically the 50 yard line. Those are my two favorite places along with Golden Steer um, on in Las Vegas. Um, what is kind of your, you know, Steakhouse aside, anything, it could be a steakhouse, kind of anywhere. Um, maybe it's a night with uh, a wife, a girlfriend, you're going out with your friends. I know those kind of can be two things, but a kind of um, nicer, you know, price point aside, just overall experience uh, restaurant where what is your absolute favorite in town? And we'll close with that. Well, Heritage is my favorite um, of all, of doesn't matter what kind of food, but I'm a steak guy when I go out. I, do, I find it difficult to justify spending $30 on a bowl of pasta. Just Yep, the way I am. My mom would yell at me. You know, <laughs> she she would definitely scream at me when I had the twenty dollar um, fried rice over it at um, at the Cosmopolitan at Chino Poblano. Um, one of my favorite uh, non steakhouses is all is at the Cosmopolitan Beauty in Essex. Yeah, great vibe, great service. It's a restaurant built on shareable plates, so it's a social environment where. You know, you get these, you get, you order grilled cheese and it's little plates of, or little spoons, I guess, spoon sized bites of grilled cheese, you know, enough for six people. Uh, There's a lot of little dishes like that, that they have just a fun vibe. They have a DJ there. If if you're uh, late enough in the night for them to uh, give you some beats, it's a, it's a really unique environment. And there's one, even though there's one in New York, uh, a similar vibe, but the food is great, and I uh, have a great time there all the time. Uh, Prime over at Bellagio is another favorite. 
it looks out onto uh, the fountain shows. So if you get a patio seat, actually any of the restaurants on the lake, you're going to get a good quality meal um, anywhere there. My favorite restaurant that I just had for the first time is my new favorite uh, because this changes all the time, depending on where I go. As it should um, with everything but, that pops up in town. John George's Steakhouse over at uh, the at Aria. Uh, my first time yes. there, a friend of mine, actually Gil, uh, recommended that I get the I get the I think it was uh, short rib, and I said, "Dude, I'm going to a steakhouse for the first time. I need I need to eat steak filet prime rib, yeah." Uh, and he said, "Get the filet if you want a steak." So I asked the waiter. He said, "If you want more food, get the filet. If you want better food, get the short rib." Got the short rib, and I was almost in tears. <laughs> I, it was so darn good, and I I loved it. So that's currently my favorite of anything I've had in the last six months. Definitely my favorite, John George's. And again, much like Bellagio, all the restaurants at Aria are fantastic. And that that's one of the great things, kind of like you said earlier, where if you're looking for a high-end experience, you can find it. And you're going to pay, but you're going to get great food, whether it's Carbone at Aria, whether Javier's. it's Lemongrass, where you can get, you know, uh, absinthe service for the only the only place in Vegas that'll do that. No, you, Downtown Cocktail Room now offers it. Ooh, I got it. I only yeah. say that because I got it about two months ago. That's good to know. I have not heard that. Yep. Um, but, you know, if you're looking for great experiences, a lot, all the restaurants at Wynn that I've had, are very good, you know, and great service. You know, if you're looking for a top-notch experience, really look at the look at the luxury uh, hotels because a lot of their restaurants that I've had are have been just really good. You're going to pay for it, but you know, you're going to have an experience that typically you're not going to find anywhere else. Completely agree about Aria. The tapas uh, restaurant there for snacks has some of the best meatballs I've ever had. Javier's is some of the best Mexican and ambiance for drinks as well. Yeah, you know, I, I, you're going to pay for Julian Serrano. I believe that's how you say yeah. the name. Yep. The tapas place, but it's phenomenal. Like, you're going to walk away being like, I just had one of the best tapas meals that I'm ever going to have. Mm-hmm. And that's phenomenal. You know, I, I'm, I'm, like I said earlier, though, I've been spending a lot of time off the strip lately, just exploring these little things that are popping up everywhere. You know, that, that to me is the secret places are that you're touching on right now are my absolute favorite part of, of Las Vegas. Laundry room is, is probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. I was blown away when I first got here and found out about that Rose rabbit lie, um, the chandelier bar, secret floor, those types of things to me are what make Las Vegas, Las Vegas, uh, Mandarin Oriental has a secret, uh, you know, club and bar and stuff like that. And, um, you know, again, this is why I admire what you do so much is you go out there and you just explore. So, I mean, you ever need an exploring buddy, please, please let me know. Cause you know, again, I've been such a fan of yours for so long, man. And I admire what you do and, and just the, the drive to go out there and live life and, and kind of see what Las Vegas has, you know, is, um, you know, it's, you've done it in the coolest way possible in being able to document it and everything like that, man. So I, I can't oh. think of enough for all the content that you put out there. And again, seriously, you ever, you ever need somebody to go exploring with you, please let me know. Right on. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's one of the benefits of living in Las Vegas is being able to explore Las Vegas, you know, more often than once a year or twice a year, you know, when you would normally visit. So it's it's been fun to have, you know, I typically stay in my hood 
mm-hmm. you know, but when I have friends in town, they, nobody wants to come out here. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to go run around the strip and see what I can find. And, you know, there, there's so much to, to find and that people just, not everyone can find every good place. Yeah. You know, there's, there's not one person that can do everything. So finding, finding little spots like that, like the, the Mandarin bar, great view. You know, Waldorf Astoria is going to take over in a, probably next month, I believe. Um, hopefully they redo the bar because it looks a little worn and torn, you know. But there's little places like that that most people don't know about, you know, or a lot of people don't know about, where you can have that traditional, awesome Vegas, unique Vegas experience that not everyone's going to have. Yeah, Las Vegas is Alice in Wonderland. You will never get to the bottom of the rabbit hole, no matter, no matter kind of how you um, go about it. And there's just so many different types of things out there. And again, yeah, but it's your fun to try. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, again, for anyone out there who isn't familiar, you can find Mark at, on Twitter at Melt Vegas, M-E-L-T-Z, Vegas, V-A-G-A-S. And check out, I mean, he does a ton of work on virtually anyone that's relevant in the industry. He is the voice of kind of nightlife and gambling in Las Vegas. And his work is being, you can see it on edgevegas.com. Is there anything I missed anywhere else people can kind of find you and, and plug anything that you have? Because again, I'm such a firm believer in everything that you're doing kind of in the space and, and nightlife in Las Vegas. I've been, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing some fun research right now for a covers article um, on lifestyle marketing. You know, yesterday I wrote about uh, the NBA and MGM resorts, you know, for the lines.com. But uh, over my blog, Edge Vegas, you'll find everything, whether it's, you know, where to get the $20 trick and maybe get a free room upgrade that costs 20 bucks um, or, or, you know, anything that's related to Vegas and gambling that's pretty much where everything goes. So easiest way to get everything is over my blog. Awesome. And well, again, I'm sorry I kept you a little bit longer than we, than we thought, but when we get started, man, I could talk to you all day about Vegas and we wouldn't even put a dent into it. So again, thank you so much for coming on the Inside Vegas podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, man. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, please rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes. <laughs>